Welcome to The Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt has spent the last 11 years doing undercover research about the underage boy sex trade in Bangkok for his new book. That's sure. dedication, Matt. It's been 11 years now. When's that book coming out? Uh, you know, just a few more uh, trips over. <laughs> we get it figured out. It's just, remember the Pete Townsend thing. It's, it's research. <laughs> uh, today's show is sponsored by the obvious Mark Zuckerberg, pu- Mark Zuckerberg publicity campaign. What's not to love about Mark Zuckerberg? Really, he's a super nice guy. Uh, he is doing some strange shit on his Facebook. Uh, if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook also at Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, I know you value your uh, environmental uh, bona fides. Uh, you uh, sometimes recycle your plastic, and also I don't think you use styrofoam cups. Uh, the Edge from U2. I don't know how you got the fucking name of The Edge. I was going to look it up, but I knew it would just piss me off. <laughs> um, He's building, for the last 10 years, he's wanted, in between going to environmental rallies with U2 and saving the planet, he's been trying to build five huge mansions along the coastline in Malibu where uh, the, I don't know, it kills otters or kills birds. It does something really bad in the environment. So the environmentalists have been fighting him. But after 10 years, he got it approved. He's now building five mansions along the coastline there. It's going gonna, it's gonna to kill some species, endanger animals, maybe elephants die. I don't know. Aren't rich people just, rich environmentalists, just the biggest hypocrites in the entire world? I don't know. I I think there are some that actually care about the environment, like like Ed Bagley. I think is legit. Yeah, if you live in a fucking tree and you like, you know, use your shit to power things. Yeah, you're pretty you're pretty legit. But aren't ninety nine percent of these people just like sort of like environmentalism for thee, but not for me? Isn't that kind yeah, of bullshit? I mean, a lot of it's steeped in like the Democratic Party, like status quo bullshit. People don't know what they're talking about. I mean, if you think about it, and I am an environmentalist. You know, I think we should no naturally you are. Yes, you know, it's like well, don't don't you know, use styrofoam cups. And it's like, who cares? Like BP is dumping millions of barrels of oil into the ocean. Like, I don't think what I do necessarily matters. So until you check that, I don't really want to hear about what I have to do so much. So you're like, like a fatalistic environmentalist. I'm saying I'll do what I can, but it's it's just, you know, telling the people to take responsibility for it is, it's it's not going to fix the situation. It's it's a drop in the bucket compared to what industry is doing. Um, do, you, so, do you have do you have to practice what you preach to be legit or not? Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, it's to me, it's like I, I don't know. You can still be an environmentalist and, and be like, I want to build this greenhouse, but it's like, what is that going to do? Honestly, what the fuck is that really going to do? That's not going to do anything. Can, you be, do can anything. you be like? Can you, is it okay to be like flying off in your private jet to you know uh, global warming uh, conventions and telling people to reduce their carbon footprint when you have a huge footprint? I don't think so, and, th- and that appears to be how these things go. From, yeah, from basically. this crowd. <laughs> there, I mean, so you have your Ed Begley Juniors and your your Daryl Hannahs and people like that. They're they're recycling their poop and living in trees, and they're kind of like hardcore environmentalists. They're not, they're living off the grid. They reduce their power. They're actually having. You have to have like a crappy life to be a real environmentalist, don't you? Yeah. You have to give up like the seal skin boots. You can't have the, uh, you can't have the, you have to fly economy or not fly at all. You got to fucking go in with helium balloons or some shit like that. Yeah. I mean, all this shit, like anything you do, it's like the worst game ever. You know, you eat at a restaurant, that's not good for the environment. You know, they're throwing food away, they have to truck the food in, you know. Anything you do, I mean, driving a car, even if you drive an electric car, those batteries with the you know chemicals in them are going to leach out at some point. You got to store those things somewhere. There's there's not a whole lot of great options, so I think it's good to be conscious, but that always turns into being like judgmental and hypocritical. Yeah, like it's okay that he the Edge made a lot of money doing whatever the fuck he does. 
strumming the mediocre guitar riffs, the guitar riffs for for you two for thirty five years. You got to put up with Bono. That's a, that's a fucking chore. Yeah. Um. So he wants to build five fucking mansions. Build five mansions. But and he obviously paid some people off or whatever he got to get approval from the Coastal Commission. They the developers always win in these matters. That they always say like the environments are going to stop them, but the developers <clears> always win because they have big pockets. Yeah. In this case, it was the Edge. So, I mean, does that mean you have to just shut up for the rest of your life about, you know, like development and, and, and you know, environmentalism if you want five mansions? I Yeah, I don't know. Well, do you need five mansions? Like, Well, I, he needs five. Uh, man. He's got five ladies. They're going to be, you know, heated and cooled. And uh, I don't know. I mean, he, he had to abide by a certain uh level of environmental standards to build them i'm assuming um well i think it's okay isn't it okay like to like i mean should at some level should you really just lie i mean aren't you obligated to pretend that you're better than person than you are because everyone like just admitted said like look i like to have mansions therefore i can never be recycled isn't would that lead us down a bad path isn't it good like parents when parents tell their kids i've never done drugs before so their parents maybe their kids won't do drugs isn't it okay to lie at some level and say like you know, we should do this, we should do that. Be a little preachy, even though you're like, you know, you're living in your fucking uh, 80,000 square foot uh, bowling ball, bowling alley <laughs> mansion and shit like that. Yeah. I mean, are we, aren't we, aren't, aren't, as an environmentalist and also a fatalist, aren't we better off if the edge keeps preaching environmentalism even while he's building his mansions along the coastline? I don't know, because then it just gives voice to like the truth deniers and the you know people that put out misinformation and they're just going to put him they're like well you know the edge uh <clears throat> has this big house that he pays a uh, air conditioning bill for and uh so why should you do anything like just water your lawn at noon who gives a fuck you know so i don't know it's probably not good for the whole cause but i don't know the level of environmentalist the edge is i think anyone that's like supposedly an artist has to just say they're an environmentalist but they couldn't name you one fucking thing about it they don't know what they're talking about no, he's probably right, that so, kind so of guy part of that a white rich guilt kind of thing you got to be guilty yeah. about everything you got to if you want to live large you got to pretend like you're living small right. uh i would just be okay if he just promised never to do an album again if youtube promised never to make any more music like to me that'd be the best thing they could do you could build like another i'd prove another five mansions for that they're terrible right i mean i like some of their songs but you look at them and you're like are these the guys that are uh, making these songs like bono well, i always felt bad for making fun of bono because of his glasses but apparently he has some eye disease <laughs> so he has some horror, yeah although i want to have that kind of eye disease because those are cool glasses to he have does he does i mean admittedly bono does some good work right he does charity work and he helps people in africa he does sort of good stuff i mean you can be an <laughs> asshole and still do good things right I hope. Isn't that our hope? Isn't that our only hope? Yeah, but as far as, like, a sustainable goal for the planet, like, it's not everyone can just fuck models, fly in private jets, and, like, save a few kids in Africa, post it to Facebook. Like, that's not really going to work in the grand scheme of things. But you got to applaud them for having good intentions. But isn't that why you become a... Isn't that why you pick up a guitar in the first place when you're 12? Because you want that? You want the mansions and the girls and the drugs and, and the... Yeah. Airplane? No, I'm not begrudging them much. We'd never have music. There'd be no rock music if, you, if it was like, oh, in the future, you can uh, plant a sustainable garden and, and grow your own <laughs> organics. And you could live in a small uh, Tokyo-style yeah. house that is a you know biodegradable crap. Yeah, I mean, if there were no yachts to buy, they probably never would have released an album because people that are driven like that need some kind of incentive, you know. Yeah, it's usually <laughs> women and money and, and and cars, right? If you take all that shit away and you can't like leave a big carbon footprint, who wants to who wants to keep working past the age? You would don't one album retired, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we have I turned you around on this? Don't you see our environmentalists destroying the world? No, no, they they're they're doing good, but. Uh, 
you know, I don't know the Edge's plan to build mansions or whatever, but... Uh, he's, cut, he's cutting down the Joshua Tree now. He's an older man. He's cutting down the Joshua Tree because it's blocking his he's fucking gonna, view of the ocean. He's going to have some cocktail parties. People are going to talk a lot of shit they don't even know about, and then he'll die and fuck it. I, I, I You know, as much as I hate, like, environmentalists and, and people that are hypocrites like that, I think there is something to be said for people who do preach a better planet, a better life, even when they're not living it completely. Because if everyone just admitted what kind of fucking human, animal pigs we were... Then, like you said, there'd be no standards whatsoever. Right. So you need some moral judgments in a society, even if the people are a bit hypocritical about it. Like I said, parents, I think it's good that parents lie to their kids about, like, I never did drugs, I never drank, all that shit like that. Because the parents, like, said to their kids, like, yeah, I drank and fucking got stoned from the time I was in middle school. And all their kids are going to do it. There's a fine line. I mean, then you're looking at a society of like Dr. Phil's that are like, let me uh, find this meth addicted teenager and exploit him and then fucking leave him to go do some more meth and put him on my show, make some money off him. Uh, you know, I love that shit. By fain, the way, yeah, fain caring fucking about doctors waiting room. You got to watch that shit. Oprah Winfrey, fucking yeah. All right, at the edge. I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm getting the invite to his a big Christmas party, his fine mansions. I might get a fucking mansion. You're not getting shit. Um, you know. By the way, if a couple swallows or birds have to die because of his new house, that's just the way it is. It really comes down to some little crappy bird always, and the bird can fucking do it to make its own rock album and do whatever the fuck it wants. All right, the edge. You're cool by me. Fucking lose your change your nickname to something. Fucking whatever your name is. Matt, let me ask you, uh, you've had six fights in your life, five against women in your personal life. Ronda Rousey, I'm a little concerned. Now, I was a huge Ronda Rousey fan, and, and not just because she lost recently, but I was a big fan of Ronda Rousey, the fighter, not the woman that you dream about having sex with at night. Um, she's been in L.A. recently. She looks kind of fat and chunky. She's kind of drinking frappuccinos. She seems to be just sort of given up. I was just wondering if this whole Ronda Rousey thing was just a big play by USC to build up a sort of semi mildly retarded looking attractive blonde woman to be their hero for three or four years they could get there aren't a lot of tens that want to climb into a cage but she looked like the badass fighter right for so long she 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 arm barred people in 11 seconds she destroyed all the competition now i'm kind of wondering if after the holly home defeat if maybe she was just it was the whole thing was a ruse and she was fighting women off the street who just don't know how to fight and she really isn't and we know she wants to have some judo chops I mean, she's not really a good fighter at all. Maybe this whole thing was just a put on and we've all been scammed. Is that a concern you share as well while yeah. you're thinking about uh, massaging her chubby thighs? Yeah, not my type really, but uh, I don't know how many. So I think the talent pool might be exceptionally low. So it's possible that she is like the best that we have but as a woman, but also she's like still really terrible. So You're saying maybe it wasn't intentional by USC. There's just no one for her to fight. Well, they wanted they wanted to prop someone. I mean, the way that they hyped her, obviously, they had an agenda to make her the new thing. They wanted her to be the new thing. I'm sure they set her up with some opponents that were less than great because so you armbar someone in 14 seconds. I get that shit happens, but then that happens again the next time and the next time. It's like, well, clearly you got to up the game a little bit. Yeah, can't someone just run around the ring for 20 seconds so they're not armbarred in the first uh, 15, 20 seconds? Yeah. Or put their arms behind their back, do some shit, block the armbar. But yeah, I mean, for Christ, I don't know. There's and what was she a heavyweight or she's a middleweight or something? Well, she's. I mean, in female fighting, she's considered like a bantamweight or whatever. She weighs she's, 135 when she fights, 150 when she's walking around. That's a pretty big. 165 girl. of those frappuccinos I saw. She's got some chub rub going on now. Oh, she she's just seems to it, like she's doing it for uh, to teach people about body image so they can learn how to accept themselves according to her. 
Fucking idiot. She just gained weight after a fight and tried to pretend that she... Is that why she also got punched in the face 30 times by Holly Holm and a, a foot to the face? I mean, just the way Holly Holm picked her apart, this just makes me wonder if she was really ever that good in the first place. I don't... I mean, I don't know enough about fighting, but I would... Look, I know. Was, I'm looking at you. I know you don't know much about there fighting. There was some propaganda. But you've seen girls fight in the bar before, <laughs> haven't you? I've I've seen girls slap each other and pull hair. One of the toughest girl, like in high school, the girl who beat up the other girls in high school. She wasn't probably that good a fighter, as it turns out. No, she was probably just fucking crazy. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking. Because fighting isn't that normal. It's it's regardless of what anyone says, it's abnormal to get into a cage with someone else and try and kill them. Even less normal to like hug them afterwards. Um, it, it means there's that there's something going on with your head that you're trying to make some voices stop, or you're just fucking psychotic, uh, especially for a woman, because there are differences in the sexes, and it's just much less natural slash normal for a woman to try and kill another woman for no fucking reason. It's not like she insulted her fucking mom or dead father. Well, they always do create that. Con- there is that one, and she said Ronda Rousey's dad or mom was some a whore or some shit like that. They created some controversy. Well, then you're was- mad that day. You're not, like, <laughs> thinking about it the next month. <laughs> I mean, maybe you are. I don't you know. You can't get, like, situationally murderous is what you're saying? You can't just put on the murderous cap for, like, once in a while? I can't. I don't know. I, although I do dwell on stuff a lot. But so maybe maybe the more you dwell on it, you know, especially your training 10 hours a day, that's going to irritate you. Um, yeah, now yeah, you get punched in the tampon. So she, Have you been t- punching your tampon before? She won a no. She won. <laughs> she won a world championship or a national championship or something in judo. Is judo still a sport? Because I've <laughs> never heard of it in the last twenty years. I've never been to a women's judo event, but I've never been to a men's judo event either. Mm-hmm. Judo to me, I don't want to watch. I don't like to watch men grapple. It really no. makes me. It makes me very uncomfortable. I'm gonna go on record. It's kind of gay. It Rolling is, around yeah. on the ground with yeah. another dude is kind of gay. Yeah, punching. I'm I'm down with. I'm down with the punching and maybe the kicking. And but they're you get obsessed the hit, with their weight. You get the grappling and and, and 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 like they're pressing against each other for five minutes and getting all sweaty and stuff like that. That's that's kind of love making, isn't it? There's a guy in high school there wrestling, and this guy jammed two of his his forefinger and his middle finger up a guy's ass, and he got suspended from school. And all the wrestling coaches were like. Well, that's just a, a quality move. Yeah, <laughs> like two is, yeah, one fundamentals. Of the, two in the stink, I think it's called. And uh, yeah, but there's also that rest. There's been high school wrestlers who've gotten herpes from each other and STDs from each other because their contact level is so intimately close. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're getting if you're getting herpes from another dude, that's not a sport. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's gay sex, right? It's super gay. It's like one of the gayest things that happens. And I mean, by the way. Who's choosing this over football or basketball? What are you going to become a professional wrestler, like a professional? Um, well, Ronda Rousey's made several, many millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars, and and but I'm just wondering now if like how can you tell if like when I think when guys are fighting, you can kind of tell. How can you tell when you're when girls are fighting if the other girl's any good? You know or how not? I can tell she's not any good. Her ears aren't all fucked up. Dudes that really have put the work in, their ears are disgusting. You're talking about Rousey now? Yeah. yeah. She has normal she ears. That, she does have that quirky face, but uh, I think that she was well, that's bo- just She was born that way. <laughs> she was kind of born that way. But uh, yeah, you're right. She doesn't have, she's never been, she's never really been punched before a lot. And uh, this girl, Holly Holm, really put it to her. Now Rousey's apparently like can't fight for several months. Although, again, she's, she's slipping down that Starbucks like nobody's business. She just looks like a kind of a short, fat chick walking around. She's a hero. She's going to do an interview and talk about how this is uh, for body image. I fucking hate that. When she she said, this is, I wanted to gain weight for the show, The Epitome of True Womanhood. It's like, yo, you're not any more of a woman because you gained 15 pounds. Like, what is, It's so disrespectful to women who are just naturally thin. You're not a real woman. Like, what is that? I would what be offended, she, but they're too busy having fun. What if she put on weight because she was pregnant? Was that also, was that also horrible? Can you get pregnant? I mean... 
Well, she got pregnant and Holly Holm uh, beat the fetus out of her. Would you feel bad <laughs> for her then? Uh, what is your limit? What's your limit for not, uh, lack of sympathy for this woman? I feel like I feel like here's the thing I feel about Ronda Rousey. Like I feel like a lot of women and men, I guess too. Is like she was probably born to be like a chunky girl. Yeah, but like you know, fate put her in this position where she has to be like a fighter, and it probably sucks all the time because she probably just wants to drink frappuccinos and just like be kind of chubby and, and and screw redneck dudes, which is fine. I think there's people like I feel the same way with Britney. Britney Spears always felt the same way. Like she was born to be eaten at like the the, the you know the. <laughs> The fucking meat shack, be about 30 pounds overweight and just like fucking fat dudes like she used to do. Yeah. And that's probably how she's really happy. And then they make these girls like get skinny or work out all the time and they get really unhappy. It seems like they get really unhappy. I can see why it should be murderous. It seems like they're taking away like sustenance from these people. You ever seen like a dog right. when you don't feed it for a while? Well, there is a thing. I think it's a form of anorexia called Fitzpo or some shit. Where, like, Britney Spears has to train to dance, like, 10 hours a day and Rousey. I mean, training could just be a way of masking, like, all right, I'm supposed to be fat, but this is a way to not be anorexic, yeah. but just it's almost to- like you're, almost like you're, you're, you're talking about, like, you know, talking about, like, Caitlyn Jenner saying she was born a, w- a woman or something like that. These women were born to be chunky, and yeah. now they're, like, they're forcing themselves to be something else. They're probably fucking miserable. So I don't know why she's beating up people. She's probably happy she lost now. Maybe she can just be what she wants to be. I think she thinks she's like super hot. And there are there are dudes that think she's really hot too. Like that guy, she just went to the marine ball with some dude. It's like, really, guy? That's who are, why don't you just blow one of your buddies? Yeah, we talked about this in the big gay quiz, I believe. Oh, we did. Yeah, you barely passed, by the way. And that was a generous score. By, that was a generous <laughs> score by me. Uh, yeah, I mean, why don't you, I mean, maybe when she's dressed up and in, in the right light or something like that. But see, and once you see her fight, and once you see a chick like blood coming out of her nose, and then she's like screaming, and she's got the mouthpiece, and she's like scrapping and trying to kill this other person. It's hard to find that woman. Well, could attractive. you, if you got in an argument with her and she hit you, could you hit her back? Uh, no, she'd fucking armbar me in eleven seconds. <laughs> See, I wouldn't want that kind of pressure because I've had girls uh, hit me, but it's very, it's harmless. Yeah. Um, but women, be, women, if, you, have you been beat? Have you been domestically abused, Matt? I could claim I was if I was like in some kind of divorce proceeding or something. Yeah, you've been smacked around a little bit by by small ladies. You've been smacked when you're not paying attention. Then you got to grab their arm, and then they're like, "There's a bruise on there." I've never been charged with anything. I'm just saying that's how that type of shit goes down sometimes. Yeah, no, you're defense. You're 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 like a wounded deer. You really are, <laughs> uh, Ronda Rousey. I just you know, like I said, I liked her. I like watching her fight. I like anyone who's dominant in their sport, even if the sport's kind of stupid. I like someone who's dominant in their sport, and I kind of admired her. But now I'm wondering if the whole thing was a sham, and I was just taken for sixty bucks a pop for the past. Well, I know how we can figure it out. Why don't we just have her fight a couple dudes, just tough guys, not even professionals? Who's your money on? Well, she, Mayweather talked about that, and we talked about how big a fight that would be, like Mayweather versus Ronda Rousey. Would you watch that? You'd watch yeah. that. Oh yeah, for sure. I and May- that would get, Mayweather that would, make you would feel, destroy her. You'd feel whole again for all the women who beat you up in your life. I would be rooting for her to win, but Mayweather would kick her ass in like you know twenty seconds. Well, he could. I think he could punch her unmercifully, and she couldn't defend herself. So that'd be one issue. But Holly Holm basically did that to her too, and she used her feet as well. I don't know. I just, I, Ron, I'm very confused about this whole thing. Not, not confused in the way that you want to have sex with Ronda Rousey, but I'm confused <laughs> by the fact that maybe this whole thing. I really did like the last two or three years. I really was a big fan of hers. And just the way she dominated everybody else in her sport. There's no, something about that, like watching like Steph Curry in basketball or, you know, somebody in football, whatever, and they just dominate their sport better than anybody else. But now I think the whole thing was a fake. So I feel, I feel like I've been fucked. Fucked by Ronda Rousey and her fucking Frappuccino dick. <laughs> that's, that's it. All right, Ronda, Matt was the one who said that. Come kick his ass. 
Uh, we got an uh, email from Adi, which is an odd name, to say the least. Uh, you know, last week, that guy, the evil pharmaceutical guy, Martin Shkreli, or whatever you pronounce his name, he's a dude who bought the AIDS medicine and propped up the price like 8,000% just so AIDS people would die or he'd make more money or something like that. He did it quite unashamedly, uh, but I think he was probably just playing the market to make more money for himself. So he became the hate, most hated person in America after Donald Trump, probably instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it turns out he was the guy, the fortunate soul, who bought the Wu-Tang Clan's uh, album for $2 million at auction. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know some prick. The Wu-Tang Clan was putting out an album. They're going to make one copy of it, wrap it in this fucking Shaolin whatever <laughs> monk shit, and all sperm on it or something like that. I don't know. It was going to be some sacred Wu-Tang Clan shit. And they're going to sell but one copy to some lucky buyer. And they sold it to this guy. Um, he won, and people were outraged because he, the evil AIDS medicine guy, now held the Wu-Tang Clan album. But isn't Adi asked this question? I kind of agree with this. Isn't that the perfect buyer for this fucking novelty of a crappy rap album? I don't know if he's the perfect buyer, but I don't know what they were expecting. I mean, if you're just going to auction it to some random guy who's got an extra $2 million laying around, I mean... What are the odds that you're going to totally approve of his lifestyle? <laughs> what are the what are the odds an asshole? Profession? What are the odds it's going to be some asshole who has two million dollars to to spend out of pocket on a Wu Tang Clan album that may or may not even have music on it? Yeah, <clears throat> well, when he bought it, he didn't even. So Wu Tang said, "Why don't you listen to it and make sure that the tracks are there?" Because they transferred it digitally, apparently, just on like some funny email. Right, right. And uh, so he sent his assistant to say, "Yeah, there are indeed songs on this." So he doesn't even know. He wants it for the prestige of it, obviously. Uh, not it's like so a drop much. account. They just pull down the tracks. It's a status thing. I mean, it is a pretty major status thing to say I own the only copy of this album. Really? If you had $2 million, would you have, bid, would you have jumped in that bid? No. I mean, I am a fan of Wu-Tang, but I, I don't think that would be what I would invest the money in. But who knows, man? I mean, could you press it up and sell them for 10 bucks a copy? I mean, could you profit off that at some point? I'm, I don't know. I don't think he did it. I, I, obviously, I don't think he did it to make money off of it. But I think that the thing that made me laugh was like he bought it at auction. There was all these photos with the guys from from Wu Tang like shaking his hand and everything like that. Then the whole AIDS drug thing happened, and then they had to RZA had to like write a letter apologizing to everybody how they sold it to this evil. Uh, oh, AIDS so medicine. they met him in person? Oh yeah, they met. They shook hands. They did photos before they knew he was a dude. Like who did they think he was? Well, you know? look, I mean, so he's uh, RZA is obviously responding to sort of public pressure, but. This dude, I think he's a bad dude, you know, and I, I also think like all the people in that industry are bad dudes. I also think half of fucking Wall Street are bad dudes. He's not the only bad dude, you know. And it was like, going to be a what you call a bad dude who pe- bought this fucking album, right? It wasn't going to be, you know, like I said, it wasn't going to be the social science teacher from like PS 109 who like gathered, you know, collected recyclables and saved up money to the Wu-Tang Clan to, to yeah. release it to the populace or something like that. It was going to be some asshole with a lot of money in his... It would have been funny if it was money. Donald Sterling. Donald, yeah, <laughs> it was going to be some prick. I mean, what do they, what do they think? First of all, if they're really proud, of, let's face it, if they're really making good music, they would have just released it normally. This obviously yeah. was some novelty. So I guess they're saying we're definitely going to make less than $2 million if we release this, which... For divided by what is it, eight or nine dudes, that's not very much. Eight or nine dudes, and plus like thirty-seven baby mamas. <laughs> Everyone's getting like eleven cents off that fucking thing. I don't know yeah. why they even meet. Why? Why? The whole thing was the whole thing was idiotic to begin with. It's a stupid gimmick. If you're a musician, you don't like create one album to sell it to the fucking AIDS pharmaceutical guy who, who like. By the way, the funniest thing is he. So he went on. He has his like a YouTube streaming channel. He just goes on to piss people off. This guy is like. 
This guy's obviously a total asshole, but the funny thing about him is he just doesn't care that he's an asshole, and he's kind of reveling in it. Uh-huh. So he went on his YouTube channel, this live stream, and said, maybe I'll play the album, maybe I won't. And he just kind of fucked around, and people were like begging him to play it. He's like riding around his little fucking hoverboard in his office, just like fucking with just people. Just doing rich guy stuff. He just, he's, yeah, like, we, he's like Sleuther. He's literally a comic book villain. He's a comic book villain, but he seems to be enjoying himself. I mean, look at The Edge. The Edge, and we talk about the five mansions he bought in the Malibu. He had to go through 10 years of suffering. This guy's basically sort of doing the same thing. It was like, I have fuck you money, so fuck you. Yeah. And he's like, no one's going to like me. I mean, maybe he wanted to be liked originally, like Lex Luthor did. But then he's like, fuck it. Society will never accept me for being the asshole I am. So, I'm so just gonna... Lex Luthor wanted to be liked originally? Well, I think he wasn't a bad... He was just like a, a, a man a man that society didn't understand, right? His, uh-huh. his genius. They didn't understand his genius. These guys are all the same. Lex or this guy, uh, Shkreli, they all believe they're geniuses. And the world hasn't caught up to them yeah, yet. These guys aren't geniuses, though. They just sort of lack a conscience and were able to put together a, a hedge fund. <clears throat> Not that that's easy, but I wouldn't say it makes you a genius. Well, no, but that whole thing he did with the pharmaceutical thing and the and the AIDS short, stock and short shorting the market. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. He's just pretty, he's not a dumb guy, right? No. And so he's in, he's engaging this now. He's just like I, he's thirty three, whatever. He's got all this fuck you money. He's just saying fuck you to everybody and just like doing shit like this. Yeah, he's a he's a douchebag. But I would say to anyone that's super been out of shape about it and crying, you know, in your fucking panties, like this is capitalism. You know, this is how business works. If you have a problem with that system, don't single out this douchebag. Go ahead and look at it from a broader perspective. And I don't know. That's also, all. you have to sort of separate uh, sort of hoarding AIDS medications from hoarding the Wu-Tang Clan album. They're, yeah. not exactly, they're not exactly the same level of offense. He definitely has a hoarding gene. Yes. <laughs> like one might actually end up with a lot of people dead. Which one's <laughs> just going to deny people who still hang on to the Wu-Tang Clan like yourself uh, hearing an album. They probably spent 11 seconds st- stoned out of their minds like reporting in like a public library somewhere. Yeah. Uh, it's not too bad. Uh, anyhow, that's. Uh, I hope nobody ever does this again. Uh, this whole thing with the $2 million album, one album is just fucking stupid. Makes sense. Not in 2015. Uh, Matt... You have a um, segment we do every week called I Shit You Not, where you bring in a story. Uh, you read, I believe, one story in the newspaper every week. <laughs> That's sometimes, half a, sometimes half a story. Yeah. Uh, this week you have a story that was really hard to believe about uh, some brothers who are Sikh brothers, Sikh of the Sikh faith, who are brothers uh, who are Denver Broncos fans who went to the Chargers game and received what you might call a very unwelcome reception. <laughs> Yeah, so these five seat guys, they're from Fresno, and they're Broncos fans, so it's already kind of weird. Seat guys liking football. And Sikhs are those guys who wear the funny head uh, headgear, right? The, the, they wear the pretty cool, stylish turbans. They're kind the of turbans. silky and usually a neon color, kind right. of MC Hammer pant material. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're cool. They're like fashion. They're fashionable. They're yeah. fashionable. And everybody kind of just assume, everyone who's ignorant like myself assumes they're Muslim, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I can always tell because they're, they're, I don't know, there's something about they have weird, they, the, their facial hair appears to be um, like more fine than the hair like on, on my own head or, or that of Taylor Swift. Like uh, they, they have uh, beautiful hair. Interesting. Interesting. Um, and inside their turban, they grow their hair out to like 10 feet long. They're pretty fucking weird people. Anyway, um, so these five guys from Fresno uh, went to a Broncos game in San Diego, um, and they were told, and they have their turbans on that actually color coordinate to their Broncos jerseys. Look pretty cool, and they're told that they can't get into the stadium wearing their turbans uh, by security. And so they say, "Well, look, we can't take our turbans off. That's against our religion." And so they, I'm assuming they bring a supervisor over. He goes, "All right, you guys can get in." 
So they watch the game. They have a good time. I don't know if Denver won. Can't remember. Uh, they come out to their car. There's a cop with a uh, canine unit, and he's searching their car because someone reported them for putting a backpack in their trunk, which is a pretty normal thing to do if you're on a road trip. Right. So, and these guys, by the way, were all painted orange, right? They're like head to toe in orange for the Broncos. They had all their jerseys on, all had Broncos jerseys, all had the turbans. Which, so I mean, there's a few ways to look at it. Like, a, they're Sikh, and they made a statement that was like almost kind of like as racist as what Trump said. Like he was like, "We're not Muslim. We don't blow shit up." Like implying <laughs> that, that like all Muslims blow shit up. Well, that's like the Sikh. That's the Sikh thing, right? It's like everyone, everyone in the U.S. thinks Sikhs are kind of a lot of people think they're Muslims. Yeah. And they're probably tired of shit of having all their backpacks search and all their stuff searched and people looking in funny when they got in airplanes and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be sucked to be near Muslim, right? But people just yeah. assume, you're not even Muslim. People just assume you're Muslim. It's one thing that we have Muslim racism or Islamophobia. It's another thing when you're not even Muslim and you have to take Muslim shit. I agree. But I'm also starting to think of it just from like a, a material standpoint. Like, Let's say you crashed into the Alps and you, your turban fell off. Are you not Sikh anymore? Same with, like, if you're a transsexual dude and, and, or a woman and you're a chick and then you can't find your dress that day, are you still a woman while you're wearing sweatpants and a fucking Bears t-shirt or are you no longer, like, don't... What if you're, what if you're a transsexual Sikh? I, then That'd I, be I, fucked up. What are you going to wear in your head? What are you going to wear in your head? Yeah, well, well what... Can you wear a tiara? About, just get rid of the whole, you know, headgear thing. It's, it's ridiculous. And also... You could smuggle a bunch of shit into a turban. Oh, they're huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, these really guys could. probably put some beer. They probably have some beer or some Jack Daniels in there, right? <laughs> yeah, these guys seem pretty cool. They drink. Yeah. The, Sikh, the Sikhs drink, as far as I know. So they're, they're probably hiding some booze in there. Yeah, they got like fleshlights in there. And yeah, fucking... but it's like, you can, you know, the pat down to stadiums are pretty light. I agree. I think it, like, if they, if, like, if they decide, they make people take their headdress off for like their DMV photos and shit like that. They started reversing that, I think, just yeah. because. You know, the women were wearing burkas and you couldn't see their face and their IDs and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, we're getting a little, we're getting to the point now, like if we're going to have like, you know, if we're going to live in a post-Trump world where we are like actually going to discriminate against, against people based on their religion, I think then the security has to like understand what different religions are. They owe it, you know, we, we owe it to have a little education on it. If you're going to say like, okay, we're going to, we're going to profile by religious background or ethnic background. Yeah. You got to at least understand what those ethnic backgrounds are. Well, I don't know if it's, is it profiling or is it just like you can't, cause you, you got to search a bag. If you bring a bag in, they're going to search the bag. And it's like, well, so what if I just wear a backpack as part of my religion? Can you not like check inside of it? I can't open the backpack. You think cowboy fans a- are being forced to take their like cowboy, the stupid cowboy hats off and shit like that? I think so. Yeah. Really? When you go through like a, uh, I've never been to an NFL game, uh, but when you go through like Staples Center, yeah, they check all your shit. You take it off. They can probably bring it in with you. I think it wouldn't be hard to to get a gun into a stadium. No. Um, if not. you wanted to. And by the way, if you were a terrorist, it would be the shittiest plot ever to be like, we're going to dress up as a slightly different yes. religion that also wears a turban yes. and put bombs in the turbans. Like, why wouldn't you just dress up as a fucking it's completely a, unexpected. A cowboy? Or the amazing whatever. thing about terrorism to me after that we've been through this now for a decade or more now is that for all the, all the worries that it's going to be like some old lady, you know, whatever, or the terrorists are going to come in ways we completely unexpect. They always come in ways we completely expect. Yeah. They, every, every single time, it's been exactly what the profile would, would expect. Yeah. 
And yet we're always worried about that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when's the last time Broncos fans and dressed it head, head to toe in orange and gear actually uh, did a mass murder? It's been a while. Yeah. If real terrorists tried to do that, they would fail miserably. They'd yes. be wearing like hockey jerseys to a football game. They wouldn't know what the fuck they were. No, doing. they weren't. Although someone did point out the nine eleven terrorists were like at strip clubs getting lo- getting loaded like the night before they uh, got the planes and everything like that. Yeah, convincing themselves it was to not blow their cover. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like so. Hugest boner. Well, that sucks. I mean, it sucks. Like I said, it sucks to be uh, you know in this world where we're gonna we're going to profile people. It sucks to be, look like the people that are being profiled. Yeah. But I think of a few Sikhs, uh, plus they're Denver fans living in Fresno. What the fuck? <laughs> that's just... That's, that's just, the weirdest part of the story. That's really the weirdest part of the story. Sorry, Sikhs. I think they're like a peaceful, passive, walking the earth in peace kind of people. Mm-hmm. So we could probably use more Sikhs. But the turbans, like you said, that's not... That's so, like, last millennium. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> All right, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, you're big on ink. I think you come from Alaska. I think I'm looking at you. I think there's a tattoo of uh, your mom having sex with sailors or something like that is on your, in your back. Maybe I may have that wrong. Uh, ben Affleck this week, it was revealed, has a brand new tattoo. I think he's got other tattoos on his arms, but he went for the full back tattoo of a phoenix, the legendary bird rising from the ashes. Uh, it looks like a giant sort of gay dragon on his back. Um, why at 50 years old is a, a white man living in Brentwood getting a full back tattoo of a mythological creature? And can you think of anything worse possibly in the existence of this world? <laughs> it's super dorky. Uh, it's, I don't know when I see a dude with, you know, his hair dyed or a giant tattoo, I don't, I don't look at it and go, Oh, that looks aesthetically pleasing. I picture him in the hair dye aisle selecting yes. the dye yes. or going to the piercing shop or laying there on his belly texting while some biker tattoos him i mean that thing took how long does something like that take several i mean you gotta go several sessions 24 to get that hours all together yeah usually i think those big ones are done in several sessions just because too long. you can't lay there for that long so like even if you're like oh that would be kind of cool to have that giant bird on my back at a certain point, you're like, do I really need to follow through with it? I could be fucking getting a blowjob from some chick or at a game. Like, why? What is it about? You can't even see it either. Like, why do we need to see this? Who cares? No, like, does he look in the mirror? Well, you have to have two mirrors to see your back. Does he, like, have two, double mirrors set up so he can see the phoenix on his back and remind himself every day how amazing his life is that he's risen from the ashes of yeah. whatever the hell he's risen from the ashes from? Like, I mean, what's he trying to prove? I don't know if you're a guy. If you're a guy and you're like 50 and you can, you're banging the nanny. You can get any girl you want. You're wealthy and successful, and you're fucking Batman. You're really Batman. That you makes need, it like, even weirder to me. I I would still think it was lame, but in a sad way. If it was some computer programmer and he's thinking, you know, this is the way I can finally, yeah, it's just like how he identifies himself, and, you know. But it's like Affleck, you don't need that, no. and it it looks. I just don't understand going out of your way to look ridiculous. Like if you went and bought an IROC or a Camaro and started driving around. Just well, at least like, you can sell that or crash it, like, like some this, crappy like six thousand dollar car, like whatever, just because he felt like it gave him some sort of. A, I, I feel. The way I see celebrities riding motorcycles, mm-hmm. like these dudes who like can afford like Bentleys or like riding around these like pocket rockets and shit like that, and they're just yeah. like driving around and just like you know whatever. I mean, you're old. You're I mean, you're not 16 anymore. You're 50. Whatever. You're a dad of three. You don't need a fucking phoenix. Fucking. And also, it's, at the end of the day, isn't isn't a tattoo really? Let's face it. I mean, there's there's military guys who get tattoos. I respect that. Like every kill or whatever fucking they did or the unit they served with in Afghanistan. I respect that. That's something you want to mark in your body for life. But a dude, a 50 year old actor getting like a dragon on his back. That's, that's a dude. That's basically letting a dude draw ink on your back. It's a guy like drawing on your back, which is pretty gay. It's like, it, it is, honestly, get his crayons out and draw on your back and making a picture. 
it's kind of gay and it's i mean i don't know what it's signifying to to the outside world or or why i just i don't know i'm kind of at a loss for words as to why he would do that. every every now and then you notice something about someone you've known for a long time and you don't look at them the same way again yeah like you're cleaning out your buddies you're helping him move and there's just a huge butt plug under his couch and you're like all right i still like the guy but it's not the same anymore yeah i'm not helping you move anymore and we're not drinking after midnight <laughs> I, we're not drinking anymore. i feel that way about affleck like you know he always seems like a pretty affable dude you know, I've liked him when he's done uh, Bill Maher and shit like that. And now he gets this thing and you're like, I don't think I know this person. I don't no. get what's going on behind the, the eyes. No, he, I, what it is is you're, you're identifying the fact that you have issues that you don't know, <laughs> that other people don't know about. Right. That, like you see this guy and like, not just normal issues, not just like he's upset about getting divorced or he's whatever it is or he's having like, you know, fatherly issues with his kids. This guy has some deep-seated issues, and you don't know what they are, but he's expressing them with a giant gay dragon on his back. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know now. Now, what is this guy thinking? Yeah, and I I was... Dude, you pulled off the normal guy thing. We yeah. all thought you were relatively normal. Yes, yes. Now you're doing this. There's you could fucking you could be a child molester. You could fucking be a mass murderer at this point. You got a giant fucking bird on your back. He could be he could not be from Boston. I wouldn't be surprised to find out he's not even from Boston. Probably from Phoenix. He probably, yeah, he might be. Maybe that's what it, <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's coming out. I don't know. It just it's an it's a very odd thing. I think it's just like time. I always feel these moments. This is a time when like if you have friends. This is the time for your friends to step in and say, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do that. Yeah. This is a friend moment when you need an intervention. Like, you know, if you're going to stop your buddy from gambling or drinking, why not stop him? And by the way, he does both those things. Why not stop him from getting a giant Phoenix tattoo on <laughs> cover his entire back? If, if, you know, five years from now, when he's look at his friends going like, like, really, nobody stopped me? Like, nobody really yeah. wanted to stop me from doing this? You know it's going to blow a deal for him, too. He's going to, you know, some studio exec... They're going to be on some retreat, and he sells this trilogy movie that's going to make him a billion dollars. And they shake hands, and they go in the sauna, and he, you know, takes his shirt off, and this old Jewish dude looks at his back and goes, "No, yeah, like no. absolutely not. You're a totally no. different guy than I thought." Yeah, what's with the Nazi symbolism on your back? <laughs> it's but really, I remember like, and also he has, they have to cover that shit up if he's in movie roles and stuff too, because it's just you know, so much work. It is. I remember that in Lost. There was a guy in Lost. I forget the character, but the first couple of years seasons, he had the tattoos all over his arms. You can see they covered it up with makeup. And then by like season three, they're just like, he had tattoos all of a sudden. Because you're just like, fuck it. We're not spending three hours every fucking morning having a Tammy cover his fucking tattoos anymore. Now all of a sudden he just has tattoos. So with Affleck, you can't do that. Bruce Wayne can't have a fucking phoenix on his back. Someone's got to cover that shit up. So that's too bad. But you know what? Everyone's got their problems. And just I don't want to be friends with that anymore. I agree with you. Yeah. Fuck it, that's lame. We got a letter email from Emma. Uh, you know, we have to talk, everyone obliged in the media to talk about Donald Trump. If you work in the media or exist in the media, you have to talk about Donald Trump. Donald Trump, say what you will about Donald Trump, and there's a whole bunch of bad things to say about him. He is a master of capturing every single moment of media attention possible. Uh, he's drowned out everybody else. Um, and it, uh, Trump last week, I mean, they, they said he was going to drop in the polls after he said that I think he wants to, I don't know, kill all Muslims, euthanize them. I don't know what he wants to do. Stop all Muslims from entering the U.S. Some heinous things. He keeps like upping his game. And every time he ups his game, everybody just responds by getting aghast and, you know, clutching their pearls and whatever else they're doing and getting upset and saying, this is the end of Trump now. And then the poll comes out and says he's doing even better than before. Yeah. Uh, isn't this just because like there's nobody else out there? whether it be a presidential candidate or anybody, all they do is it's Trump says some shit, then people get upset at Trump, then Trump says more shit. No one actually comes back and says anything about, like, here's an alternative idea. No one ever says anything like that. And isn't that why Trump is doing so well? 
Yeah, he's. I mean, it's the same thing, you know. He's just saying "f you" to the whole system, yes. and people respect that. Even you know, it's people like the neo Nazis are on his side, and you know, they don't really have anything in common with him. They just like the fact that he's it's, basically an anarchist in this whole thing. <laughs> he says shit about. He may believe this stuff. I don't know if he believes this stuff or not. But it's like you get these characters out in public, and they start saying shit, and then you know, in this country, and then people instead of responding with like intelligent conversation, just respond with another put down and that just makes him strong he's like an evil character that makes him stronger doesn't it yeah i mean you know he just flies by the seat of his pants he doesn't i don't think he knows a lot about politics i don't think he has like a coherent plan in his head but you know it's a spur of the moment i mean i ran for office i did the same exact thing i didn't know what i was talking about I just uh make some shit up and just, dude i donated to your campaign you don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i fucking i want my money no back. but i was very confident at it and uh you know it, it worked well enough but he like aren't these like you know on the playground when you're a kid you like say shit to people and you like antagonize other kids and they yell you swear at them they swear back and you call them fucking booger face or whatever you do like in second grade they yell booger face back or some shit like that yeah but like aren't these adults aren't they supposed to rise above that like he's just calling everybody names and instead of like responding intelligently all of a sudden everyone acts like they're eight years old again right and they have to fight him back like on his own level like there's always like we should rise above this level of discourse but nobody's <laughs> able to actually do that are they like well, the minute someone calls you like says something outlandish you have to like be uh, upset and offended and you have to like discuss your offense and how upset you are and how horrible this person is instead of presenting any sort of ideas you're you know, like there's no that's well not- it's frustrating to the republican party because they usually kind of insinuate things or plant little seeds yes. that are kind of racist and he's just being racist so the reason they're not correcting him is, is because they get by on fear-mongering on uh terrorism on propping up terrorism so they can you know politicize it have their own little agendas uh most of their campaigns are at least halfway to fully uh steeped in racism or xenophobia so the reason they're not saying anything is because he's basically just saying their ideas but he's not saying it in a sort of cloaked manner but even but even like that is true i think by the way i mean yes i mean there's like he says shit about like we should keep muslims out and he goes like oh my god that's the most horrible thing i ever said but then you like you see a poll and says like 60 percent of republicans favor that idea <laughs> or 70 percent or something like that yeah. you know you could say we could burn them alive and like 40 percent agree with that so he's actually feeding into like his own party's majority yeah, he's just not waffling enough but even like hillary clinton uh, people on the other side like when he says like we got you know this is how we're gonna stop terrorism in the u.s we're gonna we're just not gonna let any muslims in it. we're gonna throw them all in the sea or whatever hillary clinton oh it's outrageous he's a horrible person he's a racist like that but she doesn't like say like Here's what I would do. Like, no one says that, like, presents... I, I guess politics doesn't matter anymore. You don't have to have your own ideas. You just need to be offended by some... Either offend or be offended by somebody. It's sort of that, that level of discourse now where it's just sort of... It's all it's all completely rhetorical. Like, mm-hmm. no one's actually, like... Even on the Democratic side, Republican side, no one's actually said, you know what? That's an idiotic idea. Here's a really good idea. Like, no one's actually said that. And I think that's why he keeps gaining in the polls because there's, like, there's no alternative. So you have to pick sides on the, like, sort of the rhetorical debate side. And yeah. people sort of like the ass, the brash asshole, basically. Well, and he, yeah, yeah. And he's not even saying, because I, I know what Hillary is going to end up doing if she's elected. And I know what a lot of the Republicans want to do for various financial interests is uh, they want to put boots on the ground. And, you know, if you ask uh, the Muslims in Syria, the refugees, you know, would you rather your country be completely blown to smithereens or would you just not be able to come to the U.S. and go to these other various European countries, which probably are better to live in for them anyway? Um, they'd probably pick uh, just, you know, not having bombs drop on yes. their families and shit. So, like, what Trump is saying sounds really bad, but compared to the alternative that I think is going to be suggested pretty soon, 
Uh, I would say that his plan maybe is rude, but it's not necessarily fatal. It's honest. I'm not voting. I would never vote for the guy. I think he's an, I think he's just like the problem with Trump is not only that uh, the obvious parts about his extremism is that he's in it for himself. He seems to be in it completely for himself. Yeah. But he's not like a self. He's not even like a selfless. He's a narcissist. He's not even like a selfless dude who just has radical ideas or extreme ideas. He's actually just like a guy in it for himself, which I think to me is like no matter what someone thinks, that's the ultimate reason not to elect somebody. Because then you don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. If someone's like a selfless person, but they have these weird ideas, at least you kind of know what they're going to do from day to day. When someone's in it totally for themselves, they get offended one day. Who knows what the fuck they're going to do, right? Because they can completely change their mind from minute to minute. Because they're not really ideologues. They're just sort of you know passionate about themselves and their own feelings. Yeah. And that changes from week to week or month to month. And they, then they become very unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. Like I said with Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, you know exactly what she's going to do from day to day. It's like, no, like you can look at any issue and you can know exactly how she's going to respond to it because she's has sort of devoid of per- completely devoid of personality. Yeah. She's just a complete pragmatist. Whereas Trump is, I think would just like day to day could be like someone, some foreign leader could say something and it could piss him off and he could just like drop a bomb on him. Yeah. He could bomb or he could just be like, I'm not into this and quit. And yeah, like, God yeah. knows who he'd have for vice president, like fucking Corey Feldman or something would then <laughs> become the president or something. That would be awesome if he became president <laughs> after like three days quit. So this fucking job sucks. I don't yeah. need this. I don't need this shit. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome, by the way. All, right, all I'm saying is like, look, there's a debate tonight. I know we're going to be having popcorn and watching that debate. It <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun instead of watching basketball or football. Uh, somebody needs to step up and say something that is actually somewhat intelligent in the political landscape. Uh, Emma, I think that answered your question in a very long form. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Um, I know one of your hobbies is going back in history and finding people that have said completely out of context racist shit from previous centuries. Uh, you like to label people like uh, physicians in the 15th century as, as black voodoo artists. Uh, <laughs> you like to look back and take things completely out of context, put them in 2015 perspective. One of the most popular activities on college campuses these days, more than actual studying or going to class, seems to be uh, students finding historical figures that are named, billions named after them on the campus or people of the past that were, had racist views or discriminatory views in the 18th or 19th century and insisting their names be taken off uh, facilities and buildings because they were segregationists or they were outspoken racist, which even though 99% of the people at the time were. Uh, Bird Stadium in Maryland is the latest. Uh, it was named after uh, Henry Bird, Robert Bird, somebody named Bird, not, not the senator, uh, who played football at Maryland Stadium in the early 1900s and went on to become the president of the school and by all accounts was a great president of the school, but he also happened to be a segregationist. So the uh, student community insisted the name of the stadium be renamed, and they did. They just named it Maryland Stadium because they didn't want to pick another name that would have to go away again in 20 oh, more years. That's not very creative. Yeah, no, it's really not. Uh, isn't There's this... not any black people from Maryland? Jesus. Why? No, but yeah, look, here's the thing. You pick, Well, whatever. I mean, we'll talk about this, but like, isn't this like a pointless thing? A hundred years from now, everything we're doing now that we think is awesome and politically correct is going to appear to be politically incorrect to the people a hundred years from now. Mm. So no matter what we're doing, and it could be very selfless acts and very good people now, a hundred years from now, judged by 2100 or 2200 standards are going to be seen as like savages in some way or backwards or misguided or <laughs> evil in some manner. Um, everyone who dri- probably a hundred years now, everyone who drives a car right now will be seen as like a destroyer of the world or something like that. Yeah. Isn't this a pointless endeavor to go back in history and look at people who actually were not as good, you know, murderers and genocidals apart, uh, you know, people that had views that were, uh, see, seen now a small minded discriminating or even racist isn't this a pointless task and endeavor because it never really ends does it 
Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And I mean, as far as what the students, what they're focusing their energy on, you know, it's always going to be this thing. So you're paying this institution, they're taking your money and, um, you know, they're, (laughs) so now there's this bureaucracy that's forced to listen to you. So, you know, they're going to have to take your ideas into account. It's, and it's not really changing anything nationally or even locally. It's just an institutional bureaucracy that's going to allow uh, for them to feel like they accomplished something when, in fact, it's not going to change anything. Well, isn't, I mean, you could go. I mean, there's no context to any of this, right? So Washington, George Washington, the father, found, uh, first president of the country, was a slave owner, obviously, uh, had a plantation. Jefferson made babies with slave, his slaves. Lincoln was a horrible racist, although he emancipated the slaves. He did it for pragmatic purposes. Are we going to go back and change every take Washington, Jefferson, and Lincoln off every single school? And I'm not just saying that from a look. If they were hor- truly horrible people, if they if they had murdered, s- s- slaughtered lots of people, or they were personally psychotic, uh, dangerous people, maybe we would if we learned that. All right. Well, I don't know where we're going to end that. This this seems like a topic is never going to end. And uh, Matt, you and I will go to our race conference next week, and we'll <laughs> Geneva. We'll figure it out. Definitely. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote this week? Yes. Find me on mattralston.net. I talk about Ronda Rousey in detail. And uh, I'm on Twitter at Matthew Ralston. Is that anatomical detail? Uh, There's a lot of... uh, I'd love to hear you talking about her muffin tops. I hate her. (laughs) Uh, For Brian, sound engineer to the stars, this is Lex. Talk to you next week. 